One Week Season. going on OWS fam Hilo here again bringing you another divisional uh, breakdown another pre or off season what has changed what to expect moving forward we're going to tackle the NFC South this time we'll jump right in starting with the Falcons head coach slash offensive play caller Arthur Smith comes over from Tennessee he acted as their offensive coordinator last season after this the success that they had last year, the Titans led the league in 12 personnel rate at 35%. They also targeted the tight end position at the league's fourth highest rate, which was 29.6%. The Falcons current wide receiver depth chart starts with Calvin Ridley and ends with, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, Russell Gage behind Calvin Ridley. I expect those two to start be the primary starters in a very 12 and 21 personnel heavy offense. Behind them, Christian Blake, Olamid Zacchaeus, Tajay Sharp, and then finally Frank Darby rounding out that depth chart. So we start to get an idea of why I've been smashing last round Hayden Hurst all offseason in best ball. I expect him to be on the field quite a bit. And then, oh, by the way, rookie tight end slash wide receiver slash alien Kyle Pitts is expected to be moved all around the formation and not handcuffed to a traditional tight end role. So I like both of those uh, tight ends to be on the field together in conjunction quite a bit. Calvin Ridley could push for the league lead in targets in 2021. This offense also has a very Kansas City Chiefs 2020 vibe to it. Too far and away top uh, receiving options with Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts, a capable running back and little to no tertiary offensive weapons. Newcomer running back Mike Davis expected to be the lead back. I look for him to be just a notch under a workhorse role. Uh, and we're going to anchor down on Mike Davis a little bit here. So who is Mike Davis? 28-year-old journeyman. He has 412 career carries to his name. That being said, last year we saw proven pass game acumen uh, with a top three elusive rating of all qualified running backs in the pass game with the ball in his hands out of the backfield. Newcomer Wayne Gallman, Demi, wide receiver, running back, convert, Cordero Patterson, and a man by the name of Keith Smith are the only other running backs, I say running backs loosely, on the roster. And in my opinion, this team waiting until post-53 man cuts to bring in another running back, we knew they were going to, right, this offseason, but they waited until post-53 cuts. That's great news for uh, Mike Davis's fantasy prospectus this season. Mike Davis also handled an average of 79.16% of the offensive snaps in the first six games without CMC, so we know he is capable. My counterpoint to him being 28 years old and unproven is he's only got 412 carries uh, on his frame over his career. So back to what to expect. Tennessee last season played at the third fastest situational neutral pace of play. 
They also brought in Dean Peace as the new defensive coordinator. The true beauty of a Dean Peace defense is its unpredictability. He'll have some games where he runs flat 3-4 cover 2, and others where he blitzes aggressively on second and third down. So he's going to be looking to mix up his defensive philosophy and coverages uh, pretty heavily this season. And that's going to be in an attempt, I think, to mitigate the lack of, of talent they have up and down on this defensive side. Now, the glaring negative of that added complexity of the defense, um, which relies rather heavily on instinctual play over the back half with the amount of blitzing that we expect, um, is just that. It's entirely complex. So we're likely to see this defense start rather slow to start the season. We talk about a new defensive coordinator bringing in a new defensive scheme. It takes a while to pick that up from the defensive player's perspective. So I'd expect this defense to start slow and then probably pick it up as the year progresses, as really Dean Peace um, is able to mold this defensive unit into something that is actually serviceable. So what do we have from this team overall? We've got an above average quarterback, check. We've got a concentrated offense, check. We've got a poor on paper defense, check. So the fan, the Falcons are a fantasy goldmine for me this season. Uh, I'm higher than consensus on quarterback Matt Ryan. Um, I have been targeting. I faded uh, Kyle Pitts early in the draft season when he was going, you know, early third round. Uh, but now that he's falling to the four or five turn in best ball, I'm all over him there. I will be targeting him aggressively early in season while his pricing remains low on DraftKings. Calvin Ridley, enough said there. Um, again, could push for the league lead in targets this season. So I will be all over him as well. Uh, and already the game theoretic thoughts are popping into my head uh, on how to handle that situation early season. I'm not going to spoil those. I'll save those for the uh, end around for week one. That'll do it for the Falcons. We'll jump over to the Panthers. Obviously, Teddy Bridgewater is out. Sam Darnold is in at quarterback. We'll kind of look at the makeup of this wide receiver room. Um, and I expect it again to take on a new identity this season. Wide receiver DJ Moore's calling card has always been yards after the catch with the ball in his hands. Yet in 2020, he had one of the deeper average depth of targets in the league. The offense overall ran the fourth slowest situational neutral pace of play in 2020. And based on preseason usage, it appears likely that DJ Moore is transitioning back to a short to intermediate threat with almost 90% of his targets within five yards of the line of scrimmage this preseason. Robbie Anderson, I expect to be working that intermediate to deep role. Again, he those roles were basically reversed last season. And I expect rookie Terrace Marshall Jr. to primarily work from the slot. Big picture on the offense. Also, we have a bottom three offensive line, a young and unproven defense. Although it is ascending, they are still very extremely young and unproven. So this bodes well in my mind for DJ Moore, who again should be taking that short range wide receiver role and then obviously CMC out of the backfield. 
Back to wide receiver Terrace Marshall Jr. Gaining a lot of buzz this offseason. Like I talked about earlier, though, the Panthers have a bottom three offensive line. They've got Sam Darnold at quarterback. And they have dynamic talents, DJ Moore and CMC, who are expected to be working underneath. Uh, That is not to say that I don't expect a couple of spike weeks from Terrace Marshall Jr. this season. But when you look at this offense and how they're built overall, they play at a slow pace of play. Um, Joe Brady is going to do what he can, and that's offensive coordinator Joe Brady, to spread teams out. So he looks to spread the offense and stretch uh, the opposing defense both, both vertically and horizontally. He does that through intertwined and layered routes. So I expect um, Robbie Anderson and Terrace Marshall Jr. to kind of be those intermediate to deep threats. So now we look at a, a slow pace of play, an offense that should be targeting the short to intermediate parts of the field. And DJ Moore and CMC are those guys for me uh, from this offense this season. So quickly, a quote from Joe Brady when he was hired last offseason. He said, the most important thing that we do from a system standpoint is we find out what our players do well so we can put them in position to have success. So that is a plus plus for what to expect from this offense this season. Last year, the Panthers targeted wide receivers a staggering 70.5% of the time. That was second only to the Buffalo Bills. Tight ends were targeted a league low 7.8% of the time, and running backs were back towards the top of the league at 21.7%. Again, I expect that to remain largely similar this season with the talent that they have extremely biased towards the running back and wide receiver positions. CMC, enough said, not much more to say about him. Top running back in the league overall, seasonal 1.01. Um, he is going to be back to doing CMC things this season. Now to the defensive side of the ball. Defensive coordinator Phil Snow has followed head coach Matt Rule through two stops in college and then to the NFL. He utilizes a heavy zone cover three defense, uh, which should see a significant boost uh, with the additions of A.J. Bouye and J.C. Horn. Like I said earlier, they're still a very young defense, but uh, ascending in both talent and scheme. Now over to the Saints, they hold a top five offensive line. They make their money through power and quickness. So that's a dangerous combination for getting the running back to the second level. Uh, Obviously, big news, Drew Brees retired. We got Jameis Winston, who won the quarterback battle in camp and preseason. Michael Thomas is expected to be out almost half the year at a minimum. There's also the added uh, unknowns of the personal disputes between he and the coaching staff and team doctors. So another wrinkle to consider here. I think this is not being talked about enough, but I would put the odds of Michael Thomas not playing a single snap for the New Orleans Saints this year at 50-50, complete toss-up. That being said, to start the season and possibly throughout the season, Their starting wide receivers are going to be Traquan Smith and Marquez Calloway. Second-year tight end Adam Trotman uh, will be out, likely be out to start the season. So all that being said, we've got a fairly concentrated offense to start the year with Traquan Smith, uh, Calloway, and Alvin Kamara being the uh, the primary, I guess primary, that makes sense too, 
the trimary contributors. Uh, and whoever is utilized behind Alvin Kamara at the backup running back position between Latavius Murray and then preseason standout Tony Jones Jr. We really don't have an idea of how those backups are going to be utilized. Latavius Murray, it was up in the air basically until 53-man cuts, uh, whether or not he was even going to make the roster. There was talks about pretty much all offseason about this team saving uh, some space against the cap and uh, parting ways with Latavius Murray. Uh, So it remains to be seen how those backup snaps at running back, uh, which are typically good for 35 to 40% of the snaps and running back opportunities in this offense. The third wide receiver position is likely going to be a split between Deontay Harris and Lil Jordan Humphrey, which is an exceptional name, by the way. Just side note. Sorry, I digress. Uh, I don't expect either or to really emerge as the leader for the third wide receiver snaps. Uh, So expect those guys to be rotating in to start the season. The Saints played at the fifth highest situational neutral rush, or sorry, they had the fifth highest situational neutral rush rate in 2020. But we are likely to see a hit to their seventh ranked drive success rate from last year. They played at the fifth slowest situational neutral pace of play in 2020 and utilized below average 54% 11 personnel rate. They held a 12th ranked 4.5 average yard per rush attempt in 2020, and I'd look for that to take a slight bump um, with a little bit more downfield nature to this offense. Overall, though, I expect a little bit of regression from this offense in 2021 with the shift from Drew Brees to Jameis Winston. Uh, Sick analysis, Hilo. That's obvious as hell. Uh, But obviously, Michael Thomas being out. But I expect Sean Payton to do a solid job to design an offense around what he does have on the field. That's going to really start and almost end with Alvin Kamara. I think this offense is going to be built around Kamara. Uh, And then you're obviously going to see um, the wide receivers, Traquan Smith and Marquez Callaway involved as well. On the other side of the ball on the defense, they had a fairly large amount of defensive personnel turnover this season, including three members of their defensive line. The absence of David Onyemata, who is going to miss the first six games from a suspension this offseason. Um, the departure of Janoris Jenkins, and then the offseason arrest of standout corner Marshawn Lattimore. So there's been no punitive action that has been taken against him by the league currently, uh, but he did get arrested and booked with a fourth-degree felony charge uh, for accepting a stolen firearm uh, from that traffic stop this year. Defensive coordinator Dennis Allen utilizes primarily a zone cover one, um, man coverage look uh, with Lattimore used to neutralize the opposition's top wide receiver threat. So if Lattimore misses any time, that's going to be big news for this defense this year. That'll wrap it up for the Saints. Now we'll finish it off with the Buccaneers, who didn't have a ton of changes this offseason. We'll talk about it here shortly. What they do have is a top five offensive line. They ran 11 personnel 63% of the time in 2020. That jumped um, up to about 69 to 70% once they added Antonio Brown. They played at a 10th ranked situational neutral pass rate, 
of 62% in 2020, and they return every single starter from their Super Bowl season last year. They also added running back Giovanni Bernard. He's going to likely serve as their pass down specialist. He is nursing a nagging injury to start the year uh, with it reported the high, uh, I guess, of the high ankle variety. So he might miss the start of the season, and that could bring this three-headed running back nightmare down to a two-running back committee. Other running backs, obviously, holdovers Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette. I expect those two to share early down duties uh, with Giovanni Bernard when healthy, acting as that third down back. Like we talked about with Gio expected to miss the start of the year, what is that going to do? It's likely going to leave Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette. I don't see either one of them picking up primary pass down duties. I think they're just going to be used situationally and to keep each of them fresh throughout the game. So used more primarily from a hot hand approach as opposed to a um, early down versus third down back type rule. Other big news out of this team offseason, Gronk was seeing heavy snaps with the starters in the preseason. So there was a lot of talk about them managing Gronk's reps leading into the year, starting off slow. That was exactly opposite of what actually transpired. So Gronk played heavy snaps with the starters in preseason. So something to watch uh, early in the year. They also had, they also ran a top five, 12 personnel rate in 2020 at 22%. Again, which bodes well for Gronk's expected snap rate. They had a very balanced target distribution in 2020 with 57.6% going to wide receivers, 19.6% going to running backs, and then 22.8% going to tight ends. Both of those would land in the middle of, or sorry, all three of those would land in the middle of the league. What that also does, though, is it makes this offense a pretty big nightmare to project as far as volume goes from a week-to-week basis, uh, making it pretty difficult to project who is going to see spikes in volume and subsequent fantasy output. For all the talk about Tom Brady regressing due to his age last season, particularly with the deep ball, uh, this team ranked second in the league in 2020 in yards per completion at 11.5 yards. So stark contrast to a team like Pittsburgh, we talked about um, where Ben Roethlisberger is really, really struggling with the deep ball. Tom Brady maintaining that um, physicality and physique Uh, and arm strength into his age 44 season. On the other side of the ball, they have a top five defense on paper with no large changes in personnel or scheme. And there's really not much else to say about the Bucs. What we're going to see to start the season is going to be along the same lines uh, as what we saw to end the season last year. That will do it for the NFC South, and I am going to get back to the grind. We'll talk to you guys shortly.